Welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which, which is, is us. us. And there's been a lot of crazy shit happening in the news. I know. Wow. It's. I mean, our last podcast came out Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Happened. Happened. Then Wednesday happened. Then Wednesday happened. And now we're here. Thursday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's truly so much that is happening. We're not doing what's getting us through the week. We're just going to dive right into the news. But before we do that, Brian and I just want to send positive and healing energy to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who fell in her office either last night or this morning Mm -hmm. and fractured three ribs and is now in the hospital. She's being looked at. She's getting she has great health care yeah she does have great health care she exercises every day she is hitting the gym but no yeah (laughs) i literally read that on my way to work on my way to the train and i well you guys texted sammy texted it she said oh my god you hear about ruth and rb rgb and we're like and she didn't say anything else she didn't i was like like, you absolutely cannot text me anything like did you hear about ruth bader ginsburg that is not immediately followed up by like by all the information yeah because i was like and then i was like well what happened (laughs) tell me (laughs) yeah i i was truly like if ruth bader ginsburg is dead which is what i thought the text was telling me yeah i'm gonna like alex mack just like turn into like a puddle yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and then i'll be like and i'll just way. and that's how i'll live for the rest of my days so send healing energy to ruth bader ginsburg um yeah i hope that she send her kale thoughts yes exactly okay the, yeah the midterms the midterms um, we took back the house. Yes, <laughs> that we did the house. Yay! <laughs> I I know Brian and Sammy and I all watched the results at the office after our amazing uh, day on a bus. Yeah, it the was bus so was fun. So fun. So inspiring to see, just like to get all the love yeah. that we got from people. Mm-hmm. It was raining, and people were still loving the bus. We, we had, had so like, much fun. A dance party. It was great. It was great. It and was so, great. Yeah, Sammy, Elise, and I. We watched the uh, results come in at the office that night, and it was a good night for the Dems in the house. Yeah. I mean, I felt like while we were watching it, I was getting like PTSD flashbacks from 2016, and Uh like I couldn't allow myself. We had, obviously, and we'll get into it, a couple losses that stung, Mm -hmm. and so I couldn't allow myself to like get fully into it, but the further away I've gotten from it, the more I'm like, no, this is actually so good yeah it was a good night um so democrats took back the house by a decisive margin um right now uh we're like they're based on current projections they could obtain as many as 234 seats good for a 33 seat majority though it is more likely they'll land somewhere around like 228 seats for still significant 21 seat margin as of right now the democrats have 223 the republicans have 197 and you need 218 for control which we have yeah, and there there are still some outstanding races. This election was so crazy close on so many levels. Like there were no yes. there were no easy wins here and there were no easy losses. Like yeah. even the ones where we came close but no cigar, like these the margins were razor thin. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um and the two races that Elise and I highlighted 
in the house um both of our candidates won yeah malinowski in new jersey's mm-hmm. seventh mm-hmm. and jen wexton in virginia's 10th will both be going to the house and, and wexton was the first flip of the night yes both she of was. those seats are flipped so that was exciting to see yes she was and obama was in my hometown the day before the election handing out donuts with tim kane mm-hmm. and he looked amazing yeah, he did look really good <laughs> i know i was like ooh. i was like fuck dude handsome. oh my god remember when the president looked like a normal man <laughs> like, and you would like fantasize about sex with the president yeah yeah and now i like have a nightmare about it i um, know <laughs> uh so yeah um donald trump called and congratulated nancy pelosi because she's assumed speaker and then she made a speech and it was interesting um she she kind of like <laughs> She kind of like woohooed. Like, what's that guy? He's like, whoa. Oh, yeah. Um, Howard Dean. Yeah, Howard Dean. Yeah. Like, at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> She's like, at the end, she was like, let's hear it for pre existing conditions. Remember <laughs> when going was enough to ruin your presidential yes. campaign? Everyone mm-hmm. was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I really can't overstate how great it is that we won the house yes the republicans did improve their standing in the senate which sucks but the senate map just by virtue of luck this year was never in our favor and even though Beto did not beat ted cruz no. which hurt my heart and my yeah, soul it was hard. Beto beating ted cruz is symbolically as much as we wanted that is not worth the house. The fact no. that we have the house yes. is worth so it's worth well, the governorship in Florida. It's worth Beto's Senate seat because we yes. were never going to take the Senate, no. even if Beto beat Ted Yeah, Cruz. exactly. And now we finally have a place where we can be a check on this administration. Exactly. You know, they're already talking about looking into the president's taxes. Um, the house Dems are planning to resurrect a special committee focused on climate change. Um, all good stuff, you know, like maybe they like they can't pass any laws without Nancy Pelosi yeah. signing off on them. They can't take our health care away. They can't defund Planned Parenthood. Yeah, the ACA is safe for now. Yeah. Like it's there's so they, they can't pass another ridiculous tax bill. Like no, yeah. they can't defund mm-hmm. Medicare, Medicaid, like all of that stuff is off the table now. And that as hard as it is to fathom in our hearts. All of that is worth way more than Ted Cruz's fucking Senate seat, even yeah. though I would. It would have been so nice. I would give three of my ribs to yeah. Ruth and one to Beto if he yeah. could, if it would somehow create a magic spell I to do, give him Ted Cruz's like, Senate I know seat. that like Nancy started talking about like wanting it to, or Ms., uh, Nancy Pelosi started like about bipartisanship, and some people are like, we need to fight. Like, I would love for shit to get done now, you know, like between the like the Republicans and Democrats. Like, you know, maybe we can get some like uh, I don't know, like infrastructure bills, or you know, like a tax cut that isn't only for like really rich people. I feel like they could get like Republicans it, on board for that shit. It would make us seem like we can govern. Yeah. I mean, there is a potential, but it kind of all comes back to who's in the white house. And yes. unfortunately that is still Donald Trump. <laughs> which kind when we of, were, when we were on the bus, um, someone yelled at us. They're like, yeah, vote Trump, vote Trump. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. He's not up for election right yeah. now. <laughs> I hope that that guy went to the went to the polls and just wrote Trump in for everything. Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, buddy. Yeah. Um, also, I love how 
because the bus was nonpartisan. It just said like get out like we're voting yeah vote please it's like that seems aggressive to people who are republican because Mm -hmm. they know that just by like they know that by saying vote like that's now a liberal thing like wanting people to vote is liberal now yes so that's why he's like aggressively yelling about trump at our bus because even though we don't fucking say anything about trump he knows that voting means yeah, as evidence, Republicans don't want people... As evidence by Brian Kemp, Republicans do not want people to vote. Yeah. Um, should we move to the Senate? Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Senate. So Republicans have control of the Senate. They stand to pick up two to three seats. Additionally. Additionally, which does mean that they have a little bit of a nicer margin to confirm appointments. Yeah. Which they might be doing very soon. Very soon, we'll get into that news. Um, it looks <laughs> well. so. It looks like there might be a recall election happening in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Florida elections, both for the Senate and for the governorship, were so close that Florida law it might trigger an automatic. Yeah, even recount. for the governorship. Yeah, even which though, is crazy. Even though Andrew Gillum has already conceded. Yes. Um, and this is something that has been I've been really thinking about because I saw a couple articles that were like we should all just take it we should all just like realize that like Florida is a red state now and I'm like first of all Florida just voted in these midterms to give voting rights back to over a million people 1.4 million people yeah people who, who had been convicted of felonies previously in Florida could not vote and the only way that they could vote was to actually appear in person in front of Rick Scott who was a governor at that point now it'll be DeSantis or who knows but they had to appear before him plead their case and he could decide there was no protocol he just decides himself yeah. if you get your voting rights back it's fucking crazy yeah and the fe- these, these people it excludes people who've been convicted of felonies for murder or sex offenses yeah so these are people who are convicted of like non violent <laughs> violent crimes. crimes and this is really huge because apparently 40 percent like, yeah it's like 30 to 40 percent 40 percent of black men in florida were not able to vote in this past election and when you think about the fact that Andrew Gillum was looking to be the first black male governor and might have lost by some 80,000 votes like Mm -hmm. saying that Florida is just an out and out red state is not they just changed their electorate by over a million people yeah and I mean Florida also went for Obama twice so it's it it, and so 2020 like it looks good for I know a democratic even if they hadn't added a million people this election was so close that it's insane to me to say we can't win in Florida yeah but the fact that they just added 1.5 million new voters who I feel like Ron DeSantis isn't fully going to embrace yeah no. <laughs> like okay so there's that things are looking good in florida even if the recounts shake out and bill nelson isn't in and mm-hmm. gillum doesn't get it i still think even again like i still think getting these 1.5 million people their right to vote back is even more important than getting those two seats in this election because yeah. it sets us up to get those seats later yeah 2020 man 2020 baby um except not in except maybe just for congress not for uh yeah there's no senators actually no (laughs) yeah sorry anyways (laughs) whatever what what, i mean florida is a huge state for the presidential election so i i am happy with that 
So, yeah, and so they're still counting mail-in ballots in Arizona. Um, About 75% of Arizona voters cast ballots by mail, so they have lots of votes to go through. And that is also a very razor-thin race. McSally is up by, like, less than 1%. Uh Uh-huh. And then people are, like, doing the whole thing with the Green Party, because if there was no Green Party in this election, it would have went, like... You know what I mean? The margin, Kristen like cinema, yeah. So people are angry about that, but I'm also like, that's democracy, man. People can vote wherever they want. I know. That's the thing is, like, sometimes I'll rile myself up about Green Party like people, Jill Stein and Ralph Nader, but and then I'm like, just like, no, you're like, you should be able to win. It's democracy. It sucks that we have a two party system that's so ingrained that, like, for you to try to express a different opinion it basically like ruins the election for anyone who kind of agrees with you like it sucks yeah. mm-hmm. but i do hesitate to be like you should never vote for the candidate that you want to vote for you should only vote for one or the other party that said i wish that all those votes were going to kirsten cinema yeah <laughs> so it's hard it's like i feel conflicted emotionally um there's also a runoff election happening in mississippi for the senate seat because um basically what they have in mississippi is a jungle election which is there's no primaries every candidate from both parties run in the first uh race on election day and then if one candidate gets 50 percent of the total vote they win but that did not happen no one hit 50 percent. so the two top people which is a democrat and a republican will face off again in another election on november 27th so who knows? The midterms aren't over. I know. That's the <laughs> thing. And like, we got Doug Jones in Alabama. Yeah. Maybe we could get somebody and, in Mississippi. And we're um uh we're about to talk about governorships. And also in Mississippi, I mean, Chris Kobach Kansas. lost in Kansas. And he yeah. is, Kobach, uh, Kansas is a very red state. Yeah, exactly. So it, anything can happen. I think that, I think the one thing that this election taught us, we picked up seats in Utah. We picked up seats in Oklahoma that no one was even paying attention mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Just this morning, we picked up a seat in Georgia. Like it's, but I think what we learned from this election is that everything is on the table. Beto came so fucking close yeah. in Texas, mm-hmm. so close. And we have two more years to work on that. He came out of nowhere and challenged Ted Cruz in Texas. Yeah. Also, and this is something we talked about on the podcast, but Beto's race absolutely strengthened the Democratic Party in Texas down ballot. Uh-huh. We mm-hmm. flipped state legislatures. We got rid of a bunch of conservative gu- uh, judges. Yes. Like, it's mm-hmm. really good. A bunch of, we got House representatives from Texas now because of It Beto. was the best year for Democrats in Texas ever. Yeah, ever. So, ever. It, it, Beto still did the God's work. <laughs> yes, he did. And maybe now that he's not, doesn't have to be senator, he can focus on returning my calls yeah <laughs> or maybe a 2020 20, presidential bid you never know. know you never know i know it's like sometimes i'm like but he should be in the senate first and then i'm like wait the president was hosted the apprentice yeah. like there's no rules there are no rules there are no rules um and one good thing that happened in the senate is that democrat jackie rosen defeated dean heller in nevada which mm-hmm. was one of the purple states that people have been looking at um, and Dean Heller really sucks. Yeah. So Dean Heller was one of the people who said he wouldn't vote for ACA repeal and then did it anyway. Yeah. So fuck him. And his cowardice lost him his Senate seat. So good for him. Yeah. Um, so governorships, the Democrats also made substantial gains at the gubernational level. And it was kind of expected. They won control of the governor's offices from Republicans in Illinois, Kansas, Maine, Michigan, Nevada, New Mexico, and Wisconsin. Yeah, Bye, Wisconsin. Scott Walker. 
Yeah. Um, and they're still waiting for Connecticut to announce the winner, but the Republican Bob Stefanowski is trailing the Democrat. So that yeah. could be another one we pick up. Yeah. And then as of this morning, Abrams has still not conceded in the Georgia governor's race. Kemp has declared himself the winner, which is cute. There are still ballots left to be counted. And now there's kind of this push. The Abrams campaign is really pushing to make sure all the provisional and absentee ballots are are counted. Mm -hmm. The reason is because in Georgia right now, Kemp has like 50 point like three or four percent of the vote. If he dips below 50, then it's a runoff between Kemp and Abrams. So it's really, really important. I know that we have listeners in Georgia. If you filled out a provisional ballot, an absentee ballot, I go to the Abrams campaign website and they'll have information about how to make sure your vote is counted. Or if you know your vote was counted, I think there are other ways to support them. Also, anyone can donate to her campaign. Mm-hmm. So it's not over in Georgia. And the fact that there was so much voter suppression there and that she was able to get this close. It's like, could you imagine if there, that did not take place? I mean, it's, she's losing by so little. And when you think about the fact that this man has purged thousands of African-American I mean, voters from if, the voter rolls, it's if, like, yeah, if Abrams, Abrams wins, civil liberty associations should press charges against Brian Kemp as Secretary of State. And if she wins, like either way, yeah, win or win or lose, there should be some sort of investigation into what this fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, at this point, even if he wins, I feel like he's an illegitimate governor. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's inconscionable. Also in Georgia. There were issues with voting machines, not having plugs, really long lines in black counties Mm -hmm. because they didn't have the right equipment to deal with the turnout. And that is all the buck. The buck stops with Brian Kemp on all of that stuff. So it's very shady. Yeah. And I really fucking don't like Brian Kemp. And (laughs) that's and I'll say it. <clears throat> okay, so um, shall we get into the other news? Yeah, but... That is crazy. Oh, I what were you going to say? Um, well, what I was going to say is, let's get into the other news. But first, we'll take a quick break. Oh, yes. <laughs> With Thanksgiving coming up, here at Betches, we found an incredible way to give back, and we want to let you know about it. Garland Benson is on a mission to save his sister, Christiane, by funding a treatment for her and other kids with a fatal and rare condition called Batten disease. What is Batten disease, you ask? Batten disease is a rare, fatal, inherited disorder of the nervous system that typically begins in childhood. So far, Garland has reached over $400,000 toward his goal of raising $1 million by December of this year, and we want to help him. Mm-hmm. Um, all he needs is for 100,000 people to donate $10 to help his sister reach his goal and you can text hero to five zero one five zero one to donate ten dollars today or you can learn more and watch his video at www.beyondbatten.org slash hero so donate what are you doing help people and kids okay guys we're back and um there is truly so much news today that we're only going to take a minute to talk about Trump's truly unhinged press conference yesterday. Because if we talk about it too much, we are doing exactly what they want us to do. Exactly. I mean, the president is lashing out. Mm-hmm. He is like a wounded animal. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, despite claiming that his side won, which yeah. is, I don't know if the president should ever be saying that 
um, because we're not on teams. We're all together. But anyways, uh, he freaked out and basically he called someone a racist, said a racist question was racist when they asked him if like he regretted saying he was a nationalist. No. Yeah. It's like a, uh, this woman uh, whose name I don't have in front of me, but she's a PBS reporter. She's a black woman. And she asked like, you know, you said that you're a nationalist. You know, some people associate with that with na- white nationalism. And Trump was like, you're the real racist. That question is racist. You're racist. And I should know. <laughs> I I know a lot of racists. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. But the real, the big, the big ticket item out of this is not even the fact that Trump pretended he doesn't know who Lil John is, even though he clearly <laughs> knows who Lil John is, which is neither here nor there and completely yeah, fucking insane. Okay. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm terrible. Okay. Okay, I don't know. Um I sound like Scooby Either way, he Lil John was on the apprentice. He knows who he is. Uh it's this fight between him and Jim Acosta. Yeah. And the intern that got caught in the middle of it. Oh god, this poor intern. Ugh. I mean, also she's Trump's intern, so like yeah. I don't know what's going on with her, but so um, Jim Acosta is trying to ask Trump this question and he's like, no, you're being rude. Stop it. And the intern keeps trying to grab the mic from Jim Acosta. Yes. And it's all on video. And it's this like really contentious moment. And then later, Sarah Sanders r- releases this like video of a doctored version of the video. Basically, the clip that she shared and she, it was like made by Infowars. It had been slowed down and then sped up to create illusion that Jim Acosta like karate chopped this yes. intern and yeah. it was like that is edited yeah footage. it's it's pretty crazy so basically they have this whole kerfuffle you can absolutely find the real undoctored video online i think we even made a meme of it on our mm-hmm. fucking page on yeah. instagram if you want to just like see that version because it was literally taken like videoed from the tv when it actually happened yeah. um but so they removed Jim Acosta's press credentials and he's CNN's top White House correspondent. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty big deal. Then Sarah Sanders claims that Jim Acosta put his hands on the intern and everyone's like, that's not true. So then they release an obviously doctored video that makes it seem like he karate chopped her when he actually didn't touch her at all. He just like put his hand over the microphone so that she couldn't grab the microphone from him. Yeah. I mean, Wow. Yeah. To stoop so low is to put out a doctored video when you know that there are already so many versions of the real video is just like... And then claiming it as fact. It's like, yeah. it's really 1984 Orwellian shit. Yeah. Like, um, basically being like, this is what happened. Look. And it's like, you're showing a lie. And we're yeah. so, and it's the fucking white, the, the most powerful people in the entire world is yeah. feeding and like, us this it, bullshit. And it's just because like... They have created such an information loop that their people will believe the video they put out. And it doesn't matter that the real video exists because those people who believe whatever the White House says, they're just going to be like, no, the other video is the one that's fake. Yeah. Even though it like you could watch people watched it fucking live. Yeah. Like it's I mean, it's disturbing. The president is spiraling, as evidenced by this next piece of news. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the president asked Attorney General Jeff Sessions to resign, and he did. Yes, I love, so, 
at first it was like Jeff Sessions resigns and then if you read the resignation letter the first line is at your request I am turning in my resignation yeah. and it's like mm, that's being and this fired. happened the day after the midterms were over yeah coincidence I think not no I mean he's spiraling he's going crazy yeah this is, like this is literally what I believe happened he lost control of the house spiral begins he goes to do this press conference where he fucking pops off, goes completely unhinged, starts screaming about Lil John. <laughs> he gets in a fight with Jim Acosta. He's really pissed. Yeah. He always have a plan to fire Jeff Sessions after the midterms, but I think he went home and was like, we're doing the Sessions thing now. Yeah. Like, and that's why this happened yesterday. And so usually Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein would have been the person who would be heading the Justice Department after he leaves. However president says that uh fuck that um the acting ag will be matthew whitaker who is sessions former chief of staff so what do we know about matthew whitaker well Well. wouldn't you know it he's been openly critical of the Mueller investigation he wrote a column criticizing it for going too far and saying that he finds the prospect of Mueller looking into Trump's finances deeply concerning and he says that the Trump organization's finances should be a red line for the investigation which they can't look into yeah he also was on uh the news I think it was on CNN saying that if a new uh attorney general were to take place that they instead of just firing Mueller, they could just like cut the money and like, yes. starve it from like ever doing anything else yeah and um another fun thing about matthew whitaker is he was a part of some like investment like invention firm thing where he, they would like give money for people's inventions that was investigated uh, by the ftc for being a scam so <laughs> i just like the, the, the pattern of the president uh, putting people in power who have explicitly said they will not like charge him or like will do things in his favor, like with Brett Kavanaugh yeah. and now this. It's just like, how is this not obstruction of justice? It's so blatant. Like, how is this? How is this allowed? And then oh, so a lot of people came out immediately. I mean, Nancy Pelosi obviously came out immediately mm. and was like, this is blatant. Adam Schiff, who is now in charge of the House Intelligence Committee, which basically means he's going to be running up the House's investigation into what's going on. Uh-huh. He was basically like, we're not going to mm-hmm. allow this to be. Chuck Schumer. Um, yes. Even newly elected senator of Utah, Mitt Romney. Yes. Made and a he, statement saying that. And he is so brave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's such a stalwart. He never caves to the Trump I feel, administration. I also feel like this is something that both Democrats and Republicans could get behind is a measure like protecting the Mueller investigation. But will they? Because Mitch McConnell know. it has to be the one to sign off on that and actually say that it's going to happen. But it's like how but so the other thing is even if they do get rid of Mueller the house could hire Mueller to lead their investigation. Yeah. Well, honestly, I just hope that Mueller has converted whatever he's got into PDF and is sending that email, uploading that to the cloud. Well, that's the thing. I feel like now that the midterms are over, this has happened. I I'm waiting for some shit to drop. A lot of people are saying, I've seen a lot that he is gearing up to like make his, conclude like he's gearing yeah. up to basically tell us what he found wouldn't that be to- nice oh wouldn't that be i almost just splashed my tea all over the table because i got so excited about this wouldn't it be nice if it was like a holiday present for all yeah, of us on christmas eve christmas eve or even like middle december so we get some hanukkah in there yeah the 12 indictments of christmas yeah that would be so pleasant 
I would love that. I mean, God bless Bob Mueller. Let's send him some healing energy as yeah. well. So this doesn't look good. We're like kind of steps away from a potential constitutional crisis, but you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like I, when I saw the tweet yesterday where he was like, I have accepted Jeff Sessions' resignation. I, in the past, honestly, in the past two days, I have screamed at news <laughs> multiple times. I'm like, what is going on? People kept being like, are you watching Trump's press conference? I'll be like, you know what? Let me tune in. And it's the president being like, I have no idea who Lil John is. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done with the press yeah, conference. I couldn't watch it either. No, I, I was like, I'm not tuning into this. Yeah, I literally was like, I deserve one day of yeah. happiness after all the hard work and shit that we've done to win this fucking house. Like, yeah. I am not going to watch this fucking dark circus. Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, I guess Trump's next step will be, have to be put up a nomination for attorney general. Yes, and then which now he has a better majority in the Senate. I mean, like, I do and I don't feel bad for Jeff Sessions because he, like, left his Senate seat and then proceeded to get shit on like every day by the president yeah and now he's like what is he gonna do now i know it's so crazy because it's like well jeff sessions is a bad man and what if, if you guys remember way back to 2016 which was actually two years ago today <laughs> um every well, he was one of the appointments that everyone was like so horrified yeah but then he recused himself from the russia investigation so suddenly now all of us have to be like standing jeff sessions yeah. we're like stay stay where you are yeah it's just crazy. It is crazy. It's just, it's wild. And so now it's like, what happens to Rod Rosenstein? And we, you know, like, is he going to, how long is he going to be around for? Who knows? I think we're also due for a complete changeover in the Trump White House. I think we're yeah. going to start, I think more people are going to start leaving. Yeah. Getting fired in the next. Well, he's, I, I actually truly believe that the president is spiraling out of control. And this is something he's done many times in his life. Like, um, if you watch that like Trump and American dream thing on Netflix, there's a period of time in his life in the eighties where he just goes on basically an insane buying spree and mm -hmm. he's like making all these insanely irrational decisions. And it's basically, it's literally basically because he's having a midlife crisis and he's like, whatever he buys all this shit. He fucking starts an affair. He's, he's going, he spirals and he's spiraled multiple times in his life. And I think that he's actually spiraling now. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I, I who who the fuck knows what he's gonna do yeah he's so pissed and you could see it because I've watched clips of the press conference now when he first comes out he's like so sad he also did this weird thing at the press conference not to keep harping on it but where he listed the names of every Republican who lost who didn't embrace yeah. him and it's like and one of the races you that did he not listed, kiss the ring one of the races that he listed hadn't even been called yet oh really yeah Mia Love I think in Utah like she was behind, but the race hadn't been called. And he was like, me love, no love for me. Guess that's how it goes. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, that was, that was nonsense. Yeah. So, I mean, I just have whiplash from the sheer volume of shit that we just ran through. And any single one of those things could have been its own episode. Yeah. And we're not done. We're not done. Um, so as I'm sure a lot of you've heard, there's been another mass shooting. Uh, it took place in Thousand Oaks, California. 12 people were killed at a bar during a college country night. Um, the shooter has been identified as a 28-year-old white male, former Marine, who had been experiencing emotional issues, quotation marks, according to authorities. 
We're not going to say his name because we don't do that. Yeah. He used a legally owned 45 caliber semi-automatic handgun, but he had bought an extended magazine for it, which is illegal in the state of California. Yeah. Um, And it allowed the gun to carry more than is typical of its 11 bullet capacity. He killed 12 people. So it's like, if it might be um, including himself. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, but. I I was actually having a hard time figuring that out from articles. If by 12 people they were saying 12 people and then he killed himself, which yeah. he did do, or if he's included. But I feel like a lot of times they don't include the gunman yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the people who was killed was a police officer who was responding on the scene. Yeah. Um, There's a uh, one witness. Her name is Taylor Whitler. She was apparently celebrating her 21st birthday. She said. I was on the dance floor and I heard the gunshot. So I looked back and then all of a sudden everyone screamed, get down. It was a huge panic. Everyone got up. I was trampled. I was kind of left on the floor until some guy came behind me and grabbed me and dragged me out. So it was just like, it was just hysteria chaos. People were like throwing chairs at the windows to try and get out of them. Um, people sheltered inside the venue toilets. I just read something about how this one kid hid in a gas station and started like vomiting in fear. Uh, really yeah. really scary shit and what and what's even more i mean it's all so upsetting but this comes basically we're basically on the like one year after the las vegas shooting in which 58 people were killed at a music festival because a man was able to use like a bump stock to yeah. upgrade his own weapon and if you remember after that there was all this push even from republicans who were like we'll look into bump stocks blah 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 but nothing, nothing has, has been happened. done so this is another great thing that the house being in controlled by Democrats is maybe yes. they can introduce some common sense gun safety reform, like not letting like if people, if someone is too dangerous to fly, they probably shouldn't be able to buy a gun. If someone has history and of domestic abuse, yes. probably shouldn't be able to buy a gun. And this comes down to some of those governorships too, because the house can't pass legislation without the Senate, which sucks, but these governorships and some of the state legislatures that we flipped can pass common sense gun laws. And I also read something that said over 20 NRA backed candidates lost their election in this That's round, That's which great. is so good. Um, another th- quick back uh, thing back to the governorships is that a lot of these, a lot of these people can also like commit to cleaner energy programs. Um, yes. So there's like, I know that like uh, Troy Evers who, is replacing Scott Walker in Wisconsin is going to commit to the Paris uh, Paris Climate Accord. Yes. And Um, another thing mm -hmm. about Wisconsin that's really good is that Scott Walker did a lot to make it harder to vote Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin, which obviously Wisconsin was one of the key states that Trump won that gave him the election. And that's with a lot of people having been disenfranchised. So hopefully Evers can undo some of that shit that Scott Walker did. Yeah. So, So, um, well, keep an eye on this mass shooting. Um, yeah. I'm just, it's really upsetting to have to talk about them all the time and not see a result. Yeah. Resolve. But if you're wondering, if you're sitting at home and you're wondering how happy should we be about the results of the midterms? Happy, 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 yes. be happy. Allow yourself to Some have joy. that joy. I feel like, I feel like we were all so traumatized by 2016 that everyone wanted like the midterms to be so good that they're like, and now Hillary Clinton is president yeah. somehow. That's never going to happen. But we did a really good thing on Tuesday. And we should be happy. Every vote counts. Like uh, like the election that I was looking into in Congress was so close. Every vote really fucking counts. Me posting on Facebook, just saying like who I was voting for. I know like 
five of my friends be like, oh, I'll vote for that person because you told me to. So yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it like and that just like multiplies. Yeah. And so it is super important to stay involved and to stay involved for the next two years and forever because we're not done. No, this is like a small step. Yeah. We made a really we made really good progress. I mean, yeah. It's not a small step, but yeah. it. But there's more. There's to a be lot done. more to be done. We can't become like complacent. Complacent. And we'll be here and we'll be podcasting. Complicit. I was like, we'll never be complacent. No. <laughs> but we'll be here and we'll be podcasting and we'll be telling you what to do. There are protests actually in New York today about mm-hmm. to pr- about protecting Mueller. I think those are around 5 p.m. all over the city today. Yeah. Um, and if you know someone who needs to become more informed and you would like to get cool prizes, please sign your friends up for the Betches Sup newsletter. We have a referral program. You can get a special link. It's at the top of our newsletter. You can use that to sign up your friends and then you can get cool prizes. Yeah. And keep people informed for the next two years while we figure out what the fuck is happening. Yes, exactly. All right, guys. Until the end of democracy. I'm Elise Round. <laughs> that was a pause. I thought you were going to say, for some reason, the way you were moving made me feel like you were going to say I'm Brian Russell Smith, so I wanted to give you the space to do that. Thank uh, you. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Till the democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Elise Morales, and this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches.